Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. It's 12 minutes after one. Good afternoon to you. It's a Friday edition of Life Happens. Um, thank you so much for being with us. My name is Pimelo Motini. We're going to start here with a story that got us quite concerned and then we'll we'll carry on with our regular programming. So News 24 published earlier on today what they call an exclusive Inside SA's 1.5 billion rand deal with Johnson & Johnson and possible vaccine delivery delays. And it goes on to say the delivery of millions of doses of J&J vaccine could be delayed after a failure by government to implement a key obligation of its agreement with the drug maker. So we've asked the Minister of Health, um, Dr. Zwilim Kize, to just kind of help us uh, understand what is happening here. And I suppose, you know, <laughs> put us all at ease. Dr. Mkize, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Minister. Good afternoon, Tima, and to all the listeners. Minister, what what is the agreement between ourselves and Johnson and Johnson? Of of course, you're only going to tell us what what you can tell us. But is it true that we have, you know, not um, given some of the obligations that Johnson and Johnson require for the delivery of vaccines? Unfortunately, uh, it's uh, said that uh, we have to base the story on a report. Mm. that uh, was uh, designed <clears throat> after uh, all the facts were laid to the journalists. And the story is untrue. Okay. Uh, the reality is that uh, uh, as we speak, Johnson & Johnson has not delivered vaccines to any part of the world because they are not ready. They will only start delivering in April. So anything that suggests that we have uh, a problem with Johnson & Johnson uh, is un- unfortunately wrong. Secondly, we actually were uh, discussing with Johnson & Johnson on the issue of uh, the no-fault compensation fund. Yes. It's a new fund. We never had it before. Mm-hmm. But then we had went, go to, went through a lot of consultations with Treasury, with Cabinet, with the, <clears throat> a number of committees. And we actually have agreed to set up this fund. And we, myself as Minister of Health and Minister of Finance, wrote the letter to Johnson & Johnson on the 23rd of February mm-hmm. and explained to them that this fund will be set up, but it will require parliamentary uh, legislation to be put in place. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a number of months. So in between, we proposed a number of uh, steps to take so that <clears throat> this uh, need is satisfied because it's not about Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's about protecting our own people in the event anybody suffers adverse effects. So we accept that it's something that we needed. We had not thought about it, but in fact, it's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. And so we've actually discussed to the extent that we've said to me, we need to actually extend it to deal with a lot of other medical legal adverse claims that can tend to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, on the 26th, we signed the agreement with Johnson & Johnson. They agreed that they will be delivering to us 11 million doses and that those doses will start in April and that will be about two point. That will be about uh, one million in April, point uh, nine uh, million in uh, June, and another point nine million in, in in July. We continue to fight for more, but that is secured, is locked, is waiting for the delivery date. Then we have spoken to them to say when in April. They said we can push. They'll push as far as possible to make it earlier. But for them to be safe, they want us to look at the second or third week of April. 
Now, that is because the manufacturing process takes so much. Okay. They only just started manufacturing in Aspen, in, in, in Port Elizabeth. So our doses are going to be coming from Port Elizabeth, actually. So it's not like there's something unknown about it. That's very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the NFC fund, uh, Minister? D- is there a prerequisite to how much it should be? Is that part of the agreement? I'm not asking you to tell me how much it is, but is there a prerequisite by Johnson & Johnson as to how much it should be? Uh, just, just to repeat the question, how much has it cost? Uh, the, uh, the how much should it? be in the fund? No, no, no. <clears throat> no, there isn't a, a, a precondition on that. But between ourselves as Health and Treasury and Department of uh, Justice, we're finalizing that. What, what the fund is going to be like, it's going to have a, a team of experts mm-hmm. that will receive complaints of uh, adverse effects, evaluate them and confirm that there was an adverse effect that was linked to the a vaccine that was distributed by government okay. and then out of that then there will be a compensation set mm-hmm. and out of that the person will go through the compensation if you are not happy with the compensation you can take the the, uh, the, the decision and review it in court but most of the people with no access to lawyers and so on should not be prejudiced so there, there, there is no specific amount but we're working on that with treasury because we believe that it's not so much about the manufacturers now about South Africa mm-hmm. being protected. Minister, are you able to tell us what it takes to put up a new fund like this? You emphasize the fact that there is a new fund. We haven't done this before. What will it take to put this fund up? Well, uh, firstly, uh, we, we, we are going to use the uh, emergency uh, national disaster uh, declaration as a, a basis of uh, uh, emergency regulation that we're going to set up. Mm-hmm. We have agreed with all the manufacturers that the, the regulations that, re, that guide this fund will be published before uh, by the middle of April, and they're happy with that. And uh, in fact, as we're discussing with uh, Johnson & Johnson, for the next batch of uh, uh, vaccines, not the 11 million, that one is sorted, the next batch which we are ordering from them, we will put the condition of the regulations will be ready by mid-April. So that actually is one issue. Secondly, uh, we need to then set up a structure that should be headed by a judge, and we've approached the Department of uh, Justice. <clears throat> They've given us available judges, and we're discussing that, and we have to discuss that uh, as a structure that must be overseen by a judge and several other experts. Then below that, they must sit a team of experts on top of that. So that is how the structure has to be. Then the question is administration mm-hmm. of the fund. Mm-hmm. We are now looking at a number of existing structures to see which one can actually, in, uh, you know, on top of their own mandate, assist in the uh, administration of this fund. So we have not finalized that, but we should finalize that in a few weeks because each one of the, st- of the uh, existing funds have got a particular mandate. So some of them, Need to that we need to be sure that the mandate allows them to overlap into something slightly different. So we'll finalize that. But all of this is actually is work that's being done at a very great hurry. In the last cabinet uh, meeting, the president actually said he would like us to conclude this thing as quickly as possible. This is not one fund that should actually be discussed over a long time. It must start working. Now we agree with that because the first person who will get these vaccines. Uh, from the manufacturing belt will actually need to be covered, which means by April this fund should already be able to record 
anyone who actually needs to be attended to so that we know that the safety of all South Africans. Minister, you're saying that the likelihood is that we are going to take this fund and we are going to require perhaps maybe one of the other existing funds to assist us with administering this one, maybe the compensation fund. I could be wrong. But would it not make sense to set up a completely new fund without having to use the the, the current, um, the existing ones as we know them? No, look, look it's, uh, that's all speculation at this point. It's all about trying to find the best fit for it. So it's not my decision. It's a whole group of uh, government uh, uh, departments that are going to try and evaluate that. What mm-hmm. I agree with you is that the, the sooner we do it, the better. And But the, the, the permanent structure mm-hmm. will be based on a legislation. Mm-hmm. So we just need something that's going to hold between now and that time. There have been a number of things. I won't mention the names, but there have been, been a number of structures that we have actually been considering Mm -hmm. for that. So all we can assure you is that come the middle of of, uh, April, that fund will be ready to cover those who would be receiving vaccines at that time. And secondly, I can say categorically that the vaccines are on their way. They will be here with us in April. And as I'm saying to you that uh, one is the Johnson & Johnson, the contract has been signed, 11 million as I've said. But then uh, we're also uh, finalizing the one with Pfizer. Because of the um, negotiation, some of the things, you know, legal terms tend to cause us lots of delays. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, we, were, we, 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 we will be having uh, vaccines from Pfizer. At this point, the latest figure that they're working on is 5 million between April and June. So between the two, uh, we should be able to get close to 8 million vaccines that will come in on the second quarter of uh, of this year then of course increasing numbers will come after that but just to allay the fear of south africans that uh, <clears throat> sometimes when we don't talk about these uh, vaccines simply because there's not a lot of progress to report people feel that oh someone is just you know uh, something has gone quiet and so they get panicky particularly because we're going towards the easter where there might be you know a lot of super spread activities and we're all talking there might be another wave and all of that. So South Africans quite rightfully are concerned and because of that concern, they would then wish that we must always inform them of what's happening. So I just want to say, we want to assure you that we know that these uh, vaccines are actually being manufactured in South Africa. In fact, Aspen is in the top of the range of all manufacturers in the world. So we'll probably be receiving the uh, the J&J vaccine before many other parts of the world, or maybe at the same time as other parts of the world, because they're not only manufacturing for South Africa. But also, that on Johnson & Johnson, we're the only country that... Uh, the only country in the world that has actually started in, uh, administering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to um, the population like we're doing now. Although we would have liked it to see, see it moving much faster, but we do understand that these vaccines had to be recalled from various countries. But I think we must also not forget that we were not really late. We actually secured 1.5 million va- uh, vaccines in January to start in February, and we were only delayed by the fact that uh, uh, Professor Mahdi had actually released a report of his findings that uh, indicated that AstraZeneca was not as effective uh, in the neutralization of our variant. And from that point of view, we were shocked, disappointed, but we actually had to listen to the scientists who said 
do another study, don't continue the way you, are to, you, you had planned. And of course, we've done that. But I think that uh, anyone who could have got the vaccine on AstraZeneca at the beginning of uh, in, in February, if we had continued, would still wish to be given another vaccine because that, the, the vaccine that we have uh, prioritized have actually been shown to be you know, much stronger in terms of fighting the new variant. Minister, I need you to help me understand uh, where the connection is. You're saying that the agreement with Johnson & Johnson was signed on the 26th of February. You've been in touch with Johnson & Johnson. You've made them aware of the fact that you are setting up this fund, the NFC fund. Is it a prerequisite for the fund to be up and running before the delivery? Because I'm hearing you say it's not, but then there is that connection that it is a a condition of your agreement. Help me understand at which point will it hamper your progress of receiving vaccines? It will not. It will not hamper. But let me explain this. Mm -hmm. Now, if anybody gets the vaccine, we as government would like to make sure that that person is already covered by a fund. Mm -hmm. We as government. And in that process, we need to then fast track the fund so that the first people who get the vaccine do get covered by the fund. Now, the current vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson, because it came in with the batches that were used for for uh, for the trials, then we, we have got a specific special insurance cover that deals with those. So those are all covered now through that particular mechanism. But for the, the rest of the uh, vaccines, that plan will involve that uh, we should then have this uh, fund set up by them. So what we have agreed and with, with Johnson is that they will be preparing to deliver the stuff, will be preparing to set up the fund. By the time the staff gets here, the fund will be operational. But it doesn't mean that you can't sign and we're delayed because we have not signed. It means we want the fund to be ready to start at the time when the vaccines reach here and neither of the two are going to be compromised. It's not the agreement's condition. Is it not? Or is it? No. It's a government's, it's a government's no. intention to protect us. It is not the agreement's condition. No, it, all right, all right. Now, now I understand your question. The vaccination uh, the the vaccine producing manufacturing mm-hmm, company mm-hmm. requires that we must have that fund so that the lawsuit or the, the sure. uh, claims don't go to the companies they, they go to a fund mm-hmm. we agree with them on that mm-hmm. now then they say prepare for it but we will sign in the meantime okay. and start delivering but okay. by the time we deliver you guys must be ready so that your people must be covered. And we say, yes, we agree. We will have got the regulations published and the, and the, 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 the funds would have been put in place by the time the, the vaccines come in. That process mm-hmm. means that uh, both those things would have happened. But it did not stop. Mm-hmm. The fact that we had not, didn't have the fund and had not uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, set up the fund could not stop us getting the uh, agreement signed. Okay. But as we get closer towards the date, obviously it's in our interest to make sure that it's, it's ready mm-hmm. and it's also in the interest of the company that it is ready. So there is nothing that should be standing on the way of the, of the delivery and there should be nothing that stands on the way of the fund being set up.
I really appreciate your time. Minister Zulim Kize, who is a Minister of Health in South Africa, just clarifying for us there an article that was published by News24 a bit earlier on, uh, suggesting that Johnson & Johnson and uh, government's agreement has got some sticking issues and that will delay delivery. We've just heard it from the Minister that that's not necessarily the case. The explanation stands for itself and it will be available as a podcast.